You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's about to try this Grimace milkshake. No, no, don't! <laughs> Happy birthday, Grimace! <laughs> so good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, for a McDonald's milkshake, it's okay. Yeah, it's like birthday cake flavored, right? Or like that, berry something? I thought it was like a, a wild berry kind of. I'm uh. Cody. I don't know if I said that <laughs> before being pulled away into the purple void. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm terrified. And I'm Samantha. We have a fantastic grimace-filled show for you this week. Uh, we have a bunch of things we're going to talk about. Uh, some superhero movie casting. We have some movie trailers. Hey, we might even talk about Good Burger. Who knows? Uh, but first, let's get into some things we have been checking out. Check it out! All right. Things we've been doing. Uh, I'm going to do mine quick because it is a weird non sequitur that has nothing to do with anything. I want to preface this first by saying I don't watch professional wrestling. I think wrestlers are silly. I think it's kind of funny, but I don't follow it ever. I think that's why a lot of people watch it. Yeah, well, sure, sure. (laughs) Yeah, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are invested in the storylines or whatever right but, and i don't yeah i don't but it's care just, about that. it's this athletic grown man cartoon it's, yeah it is it's well, it's a cartoon it's a it's a it's a dude soap opera it's like yeah it's meat theater yeah it's meat theater i like it i like that i like that yeah oily meat theater but um i so i get bored at work some anyway i get bored at work sometimes and sometimes? i go some well you know sometimes sometimes i have like things to do of course but you know, uh, you know, there I'm afforded a, a certain amount of downtime and I go on Wikipedia deep dives. I just kind of like <laughs> pick a pick a topic and just like whenever there's a blue thing that I look goes that looks interesting, I'll click on it and read about it and just bounce from one thing to the other. People do that. It's fine. Man, you, yeah. you, you, I, you rabbit hole. I rabbit hole a little bit. I used to do that a lot at work. Yeah. Well, my, other, I, my old job. Mm-hmm. I do it with YouTube. I yeah, really, and, I don't well, my, well, this bounced over to YouTube. Uh. So I started, oddly enough, I started looking at stuff for Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. <laughs> That's why in the group chat I mentioned, hey, did you know that that one character, the boulder, was voiced by Mick Foley, the professional wrestler? Which I did, because yes. it was originally a placeholder for The Rock. For The Rock. And then The Rock didn't do it, so that's so, when they got Foley. So like I said, I'm bouncing around from thing, thing to thing, and I've heard of Mick Foley. I've heard of, you know, the, the guy. He's um, he's 100 characters. He's what well, he Yeah, he's like four or five characters. He was his own stable of wrestlers called the Faces of Foley. He was Cactus Jack, Mankind, Dude and Dude Love. Dude Love, of course, had his talking sock, Mr. Socko. That was Mankind. That was yeah, mankind. mankind. You're right. And that was Mankind. That, like weird mask. The weird leather that mask weird and leather the business mask. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, but I also know Mick Foley as like, he's a very um, well-spoken guy. He's like a really smart yeah. guy. Yeah, and like, I've, you know. I've heard he's a really cool dude. Yeah. And he like um, donated like 550 of his own hours to like suicide prevention call center. And like, he's like a semi-professional Santa Claus. He's also now, he's also like destroyed his own body. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to get to that because that's that's what that's what this lit, led to. Have you ever heard of the time the Undertaker through mankind Mick Foley through the Hell in a Cell in 1998? I think I remember watching that. No. Okay, so this that is one been, of the that would have been about the age when I was yeah, actually watching see, wrestling. Yeah. So this is one of the worst botched stunts that didn't. Result, result in a, pa- in a, in a death. death. What? What do you mean stunts? I thought it was real. Okay, so yes, a totally real thing. <laughs> so they were um, the Hell in a Cell match. Is uh, they drop a cage, a big cage around the the wrestling ring. the ring, and you're supposed to. My dad you know, says I have to say heck in a cell. Heck in a sec. Okay. Yeah, heck in yeah. a sec. Heck in a sec. All right. Yeah. Cool. So normally the wrestlers would fight inside the cage, and the cage is just chain link fence. That's uh, haphazardly uh, zip tied together to a steel like frame. It's not really done well. It's super cheap. It's super because cheap. Because well, it's wrestling. Because yeah. it's WWE. It's super cheap. And so Mick Foley and his Mankind character and The Undertaker decided they were going to do something a little different for the match. And instead of wrestling on the mat 
inside the cage, they wrestled on top of the cage. And this thing is about 20 feet up in the air. So they're fighting, you know, uh, uh, McFoley brings a steel chair up to the top of the like you do, like you do and gets (laughs) a couple of good hits in. And then the Undertaker throws him off the top uh, to the cement floor through the Spanish announcers table. Oh, my God. That was the planned stunt. That was planned. He did dislocate his shoulder at that point, but he can, he did this whole gimmick where they brought, they took him out on a stretcher about halfway up the tarmac, got off the stretcher, ran back up, climbed back up the the cage. At this point, dislocated shoulder. He's already probably concussed. He's fallen 20 feet. He basically was in a car accident, a man-made falling car accident straight down (laughs) a vertical car a vertical car accident minus the automobile so this is the point in which it gets um a little more real so he uh so they're up there wrestling around some more and mick foley of course is very winded because he did just make a 20 foot drop onto cement and a piece of plywood uh pretending to be the uh spanish language announcer's table that's always the joke. If you're going to go through a table, it's the Spanish announcer's table because they don't want to disrupt the English speaking audience because it's the WWE and Vince McMahon is a certain way, allegedly. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Undertaker picks Mick Foley up and was planning to uh, do a. I don't know what the name of the move is. I think it's a tombstoner because that's like his move, right? The tombstone. Yes. Yeah. But now and everybody was, and does he was it. supposed to just land on the me- on the um, mesh, the grating at the top. Uh, the uh, zip ties give way like they do. And he falls through onto the onto the mat, onto the, the stage unprepared. And the steel chair falls onto his face. Oh, my God. 20 feet up. At this point, he gets up and uh, decides I'm going to keep wrestling. He has what they originally thought was a giant booger hanging out of his nose. As it turns out, it was his incisor that has gone through his lip and into his nostril. At one point, he turns and looks at the camera and sticks his tongue through a hole in his bottom lip where the chair had snapped him. Split his face open. And then he grabs a bag of uh, thumbtacks. Like he does. And spills them across the the, the mat. And proceeds to get body slammed over and over and over oh. onto these thumbtacks for an extra 10 minutes. Oh, God. He was awful about that kind of stuff. Like, he would cut himself. Mick Foley. He, he would, they would staple money to his head. He would. Um, he was like a carnival. Yeah. Uh, geek. He, yeah. He said uh, in, a, in an interview after he, you know, he's he semi retired now. I think he still works for WWE in like their promotions department, but he doesn't, you know, he cur- he doesn't, doesn't actively wrestle. wrestle. He's like he's like fifty years old, and he got beat up constantly for for thirty five of those of those fifty years. But he said in an interview, and again, very well spoken dude, because you you normally think wrestlers, you know, they probably you know <laughs> more more meat more meat than brain that sort of thing. He's or very, more coke than brain. He's very well. That's that's Macho Man. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, no, uh, <laughs> allegedly. Mm. But uh, no, Mick Foley said uh, in an interview that you know I don't enjoy pain. I am a performer. I like to bring smiles to people's faces and I have an unnatural tolerance for pain and that makes me marketable. That was his whole <laughs> that was his whole th- philosophy yeah. while it's wrestling. It's not wrong. Yeah. 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 Apparently backstage and I what I did was I watched a video on YouTube uh this is uh this year was the 25th anniversary of the Hell in a Cell match or the Heck in a Sec match. <laughs> Uh, and it and they had the Undertaker and McFoley out of character, sitting and watching and talking about it because they're both retired. They're both retired. And um, uh, before you know, a couple of years ago, Undertaker never did interviews because he was always in, in character. character. Now that he's retired, he's now just a you know he's a, this guy. He's just a guy. He's just like a old biker guy. And they were talking about it. And McFoley says, you know, after this match, they uh, they cart me back. They stitch my lip back together, like on the spot. And uh, Vince McMahon comes up to him and says, I appreciate everything you do for this company. Never do that again. (laughs) 
Wow. But yeah, it's it's pretty bad when Vince McMahon tells you not to do something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this is the, this is a man who, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it, but has done all sorts of stupid stuff in the ring and and all out of the ring, <laughs> in his office, in his office, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. But um, yeah, so if you ever get a chance, it's on YouTube. There is a, it's about a 10 minute video and it's the two of them sitting and watching the match and talking about the behind the scenes. Apparently Undertaker had a broken ankle during the entire match. He, like he broke it prior and Good Lord. climbed up and was moving around with a broken ankle Man, on top of these, everything else. These guys are like, it's like Jackie Chan. Yeah. Like when he broke his foot filming Who Am I? And, they just don't stop. And and just put a shoe cover over his cast so you couldn't tell. Yeah. Or, I mean, even like uh, Bob Hoskins in the Mario Brothers movie. Oh. Half the movie he has a, a tan-colored uh, uh, cast on his on his hand because uh, of a bad stunt uh, when they were um, filming a scene in the New York set. Uh, John Leguizamo. Well, they were both also incredibly drunk. They were both incredibly yeah. drunk because they were very unhappy with the filming, but they, he took a turn too quickly in the Mario Brothers van and the door slammed on Bob Hoskins' hand and broke his hand. So for half the movie, yeah, he has a tan colored... And now that, huh. and, and, now that we, and now that we can get these movies in Blu-ray and actually see it in high def, you can absolutely see which scenes he has <laughs> the cast in. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the eye patch wolf video about about wrestling? I haven't yet. It's it's on my to do list. It's I've, really good. It's about yeah. the whole Roman Reigns situation. And I know there's a whole thing with yeah. him. The, well yeah. the WWE tried to push him as the next big thing, the next John Cena. Yes. And the audience just would not have it. They were not interested in him. Yeah. No, and, they weren't. Yeah, that's I mean, I don't it's, again, it's I don't about, know much about wrestling, but I do know that, you know, they tried to make him a thing for a, I mean, a lot longer yeah. than they should have. Not everyone can be John Cena or The Rock, which well, I think that was around the time that Daniel Bryan was uh, got a lot of groundswell and, and the WWE didn't like it because there was that whole thing where he like got really excited during a match and started screaming yes over and over. <laughs> oh, is that the yes guy? That's the yes guy. Yeah. Uh, Brian, um, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Brian Danielson. Which is his real name? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they yeah, like the fans were pushing him, and uh, Vince didn't like him because, well, because he's vegetarian, because he's not a Vin typical. Vince likes his wrestlers to have the the big meats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The big muscle meat. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, again, I don't know much about wrestling, but there are certain events and certain things that I think are really interesting. About the profession. Oh yeah. Uh, again, it's the stories don't interest me, but like no. the the bleeding the, the, the bleeding in between the, the the fantasy and the reality yeah, the, of the thing. And this is what a lot of that super eye patch wolf video was yeah. about, and I it was really good. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, or I would say so you could look it up. But uh, you know he's he's actually doing professional wrestling now. Really? It, over in uh, so he's he's Irish. He's you know super patch wolf is an Irish guy, and uh, yeah, he's he's in like a semi semi pro federation. As he did a video a few months ago about uh, self like self help guru uh, videos on YouTube and like how they're a bunch of crap, and he created like a fake character for that. <laughs> And it, that is his character there. He is like Mr. Moneybags Man <laughs> as a promoter and like a heel like bad guy, which is kind of great. Uh, He's like the Steven Universe. Uh, he is. Ti Tiger Millionaire. He is kind of like Tiger, Tiger Millionaire. millionaire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, again, that's that's what I've been doing. I've been I watching the uh, the Hell in a Cell match in 1998. <laughs> I, love, I love the Tiger Millionaire episode. And then when he comes back later. It's like Tiger Billionaire or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about something not wrestling. Let's talk about something not wrestling. Yeah. Um, Rassle Talk. Rassle Talk. Welcome to the Rassle Show on the Nerd Overload Network. We're caught up on the new Star Trek, but we've talked about how great that is. Sure. Are you talking about Strange New Worlds? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the, the latest one was really good, too. Mm -hmm. Actually, the last two were extra good. They're one, complete opposites. Yeah, they're totally completely opposite. One episode was a military tribunal for the entire runtime. Wow, is, like is, okay, like, like, like a few good men. I don't. I've never. Yeah, seen that. yeah, it would be kind of. Yeah, maybe. You know, I you can't. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I yeah. don't know. It's like a it's a iconic scene law kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
And then the other episode was more or less a Doctor Who episode that also happened to have James Kirk in it. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, there was a Star Trek Doctor Who crossover comic during oh, the right. during, during the Matt Smith era. Mm. But yeah, the, but there was also a Green Lantern Star Trek <laughs> crossover, and that kind of sucked. And a uh, Star Trek uh, in Planet of the Apes Planet crossover. Planet of the Apes multiples. Yes. Where it was like the security chief, La'an Noonien Singh, has to go back in time to fix an issue that makes, oh, of course. The, it's Star Trek. makes the future not be good. <laughs> oh, okay. And and ends up going... She, she goes to wait, a wait, parallel wait. Sing, universe. Wait, wait, wait. Like like Khan? Yes, she's related to Khan. Okay. But she ends up going to an alternate universe on an alternate Enterprise where Kirk is already the captain. Okay. And he gets tied into the whole adventure, and it's really fun. Hmm. We with like weird, like goofy car chases and like time travel hijinks. Nice. Because it's Star Trek. Yeah, a whole just an episode away from the military tribunal episode. <laughs> like. They're really hitting the Star Trek can pretty much be anything. Yeah, and that's the thing I love about Star Trek so much is that it really can be anything. Like, some of my favorite Trek episodes are not the action-y stuff. Like, uh, Measure of a Man from uh, Ooh, TNG that's, that's a, is such a good one, one of my favorite. Oh, it's such a good episode. I love yeah. that episode. Measure of a Man's really good, and, oh, jeez. Well, there's a lot of good time travel episodes, though, too, like the original mm -hmm. series one that Harlan Ellison wrote. City on the Edge of Forever? City on the Edge of Forever, yeah. Is that the one with, um, not Charlie Seven? What's the guy's name? Where they went back in time and it was a backdoor pilot for a space spy show. I don't think so. They go back in time and Kirk falls in love with a woman but can't stay with her because of the... Because the time, time paradox, time. yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what that episode was called because it had Terry Gar in it. <laughs> And it she's was, great. That she from uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, and it was it was because McCoy accidentally gets high from some some chemical he was working with and ends up traveling through time while high and messing everything up. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That there's sounds, also a lot of like, episodes where that like, sounds like the '60s. Where yeah. uh yeah the 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 Enterprise the crew of the Enterprise gets sprayed with some kind of weird weird goo or possibly a pollen and they all act goofy for an episode. <laughs> or or there's the one where you know somebody gets godlike power in weird contacts that has, oh yeah he has to look yeah. down his nose literally mm -hmm. through the contact. Yep. Yep. Or that time that uh um Ron Howard's brother was a space baby. Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. God. Old Trek is so campy and goofy. Um, I guess I could hit my check it outs real quick. We watched the season three finale of Demon Slayer. It was very good. I've heard good things about that show. I should probably it is should a, probably watch it. It is a beautiful anime. Like the color, the action, the scene composition, everything is so good. Though a lot of people didn't like this last season or arc or whatever you want to call it, because they felt like it was mostly filler to stretch out two fights. It is kind of a short season or arc or whatever, but I don't know. I didn't think it was terrible, um, but it was very good, and it definitely set some pretty big things in motion. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil anything for because it just came out last week. We're in season four of Mr. Robot, and the very first episode of the season did some pretty big stuff where I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're doing that on the first episode. I.e. killing off established characters pretty coldly and blatantly too. It's like it's, wow. just, it's like you kind of just like oh, like you weren't expecting it like like that. Oh, and we watched uh, the latest the la the latest and the last season of the Big Mouth spinoff Human Resources, which I think I liked more than regular Big Mouth. I mean, it has a more interesting concept at least. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not watching gross animated teenagers go through, you know, gross stuff. That, I don't, how do they still have material? It's been going so long. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's probably going to be losing steam. I mean, it's been so long since the last season. I feel like it's... I mean, it's been more than two season is, seasons, and it's on Netflix, so it's got to be on the chopping It's got to be getting there soon. <laughs> yep. For the record... Season two, episode 26, Assignment Earth with Gary Seven, the space like guy that watches over things, goes to the 1960s, and it was a backdoor pilot for a spy show starring an alien mm. and Terry Gar. Okay. I had to get that out of my system or I would explode. 
continue. No, no worries. No worries. Uh, human resources, I, I think, is this better. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of the gross humor and stuff, but it feels less gross because it's not involving... Miners. Fake miners, <laughs> yeah. yes. Plus, oh. you know, it has a bigger cast of characters. You know, you got all these other... Monsters monster and Monster people <laughs> yeah. that are in charge of human things. Speaking of Netflix, I remembered the other thing we watched. We were like about halfway through the new season of Black Mirror. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. How was it? It's been pretty good. I think they've been kind of going outside of their comfort zone a little bit. There hasn't been so many episodes that are just like, hey, your phone's probably evil. Yeah. Technology is bad, actually. They've been kind of going to like a a twilight zone almost like I always kind of hope that's where they would end up because... Black Mirror's good, but yeah, it does kind of beat you over the head with technology bad. Phone hey, bad. Put your phone down, touch some grass. <laughs> the last one we watched, it was about um, some guys that work on a space station who have bodies on Earth that they can pilot from the space station so they can still live their regular life so, on Earth. So kind of like avatars? Blue yeah. cat people style? But they're, <laughs> but they're regular humans and you couldn't tell the difference between... The oh. robot and the man. So they could, they could basically live out their regular lives with their families while also being doing their work, doing their work in space. Like they, when they're in their robot bodies, they have a little watch that goes off that tells them you got to get back up to your your space body, your, your, your real, real body. body. Interesting. That's actually needed, really cool. Which is concept. I like which that. is weird because you'd think from a from a biology standpoint, it would be better to do it the opposite way. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> if they have yeah. the ability to do it, why not do it? Keep your real body on Earth yes. and not get and not get the muscle atrophied of being in space. Oh, but but herein lies the question: If it's the same consciousness piloting both at different times, who's to say which body's real? Because isn't consciousness the real? They didn't go that far. Thing. They should have. They should have asked that question, yeah. but they didn't. Hey, this has been deep overload. Yeah. No, you're absolutely. That's a huge plot hole. I didn't think of. You're absolutely right. Why wouldn't they just put the robots on the spaceship? But I guess they didn't talk about the mission or what they were even doing up there. Yeah, it might be a mission reason why they need meat bodies in space. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's know. like a whole like I don't know humans expanding into the universe kind of thing. Yeah. And they have to they have to work out up there like they have physicals once a week. Well, so. yeah, because you'll get muscle atrophied yeah. if you don't. Real astronauts do that kind of stuff. They tether them to like like treadmills and stuff to keep their muscle strength up. I, I'm not gonna get spoilery into it, but one of the guys loses their their robot body. Okay, and they kind of work out a deal where they have to share the one they, body. They pilot the one human yeah, body. Okay, and, that, and that's where things get messed up and interesting. Oh yeah, okay, I could see where that is, and I guess that would make it would make more sense if the robot body were on Earth. Yeah, that sounds awesome. What was the one before that? Because it was just a straight up murder mystery, I think. Yeah, that's right. It was two two a couple doing research into like a small town murder for a documentary. And and that's the whole bit. Like there was no technological bent. It wasn't even like sci-fi related at all. The closest thing it was it was kind of had analog horror vibes. Oh, really? I would say. Oh, nice. And it was pretty good too. Nice. You talking about the the uh, astronauts up in in space and clones and robots and stuff reminds me. Have you ever seen the movie Moon with no. uh, Sam Rockwell and uh, Sam Rockwell? No. I, and Sam I've, Rockwell and Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell and Sam Rockwell and Sam yeah. Rockwell. Cause it's, it's, yeah, it's but, all Sam Rockwell. It's Sam Rockwell all the way down. It's funny. The first time I signed up for Netflix was specifically because I wanted to watch that movie that was on Netflix at the time. Give it a watch. And I didn't. I still have never watched it. It is really, really good. Yeah. that's uh, It was done by um, David Bowie's David son. David Bowie's son. Uh, Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. That's it. Thank you. I almost said Duncan Hines, but that Duncan is. Duncan Hines. But those, those are. Those those are, moist, those are moist cakes. Those <laughs> yeah. aren't those aren't a director. But uh, yeah, Moon is fantastic. And it gets into some of the things. What was um, that one movie where it takes place on the moon, but it's also kind of like a weird horror movie? Apollo 18. Yeah, yes, that's yes, what it is. Yes, yes. That's what it is. I like that one. That mm-hmm. was a good one. Yeah. Hey, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to dig into some of this week's news. Get a shovel. Hey, Pagey. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> I don't know, Paige. 
But I do know this. Long Play is the number one show at both 11 p.m. Fridays and 3 p.m. Saturdays right here on, you guessed it, 104.7 WZMO. I invite you to tune in and check out the show that's a legend in its own mind. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Let's get into some of this news for the week. Next time, instead of the news music, you should just play the theme song to Dinosaurs. I should. Jim, next time. Jim Henson's yeah. Dinosaurs. I'll put that on the board for next time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then you got to have a Napa Mama in there. <laughs> <laughs> That show was great, by it the was, way. It was a really good show. It was really ahead of its time. Yeah, I need to I need to go back and re- revisit that. It's been a number of years since I've, I've watched Dinosaurs. I think the last time I watched it is when it was on TV. Yeah. I did start watching an old British sitcom called The Young Ones with uh, Rick Mayall. Nope. Avant-garde. It's like proto uh, Mighty Boosh. Ah, like okay. really, yeah, like 80s avant-garde absurdist comedy set in a British college dorm with four very different but none of them likable characters. But uh, anyway, I haven't gotten enough far enough into it to really uh, talk about really it. talk about it. But anyway, let's talk about some news. And first up, I guess uh, the big news is they did some casting for uh, James Gunn's Superman Legacy. The next attempt for Warner Brothers to try to make DC happen. Yeah, they're <laughs> rebooting the universe again. And I mean, of they're course, gonna, again, uh, we're starting with Superman again. But then again, Superman is the he, flagship. He is the flagship hero character. Uh, and, Arguably, and I'd it, still say it's Batman, though. He, but anyway, he's the superhero. Well, he, I mean, he is, he is superhero. The Superman. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's the thing. I, I I would agree that that Batman is the more widely like it's it's like neck and neck. He's but I think Batman is more the more profitable, more profitable, more widely known. But I think if they're going to be uh, kind of the if if the tone of the DC cinematic universe is going to be more light and more like optimistic instead of pessimistic, Superman is the way to start it. Yeah, yeah. I, unless point. you're Zack yeah. Snyder. Well, that's and see that that was the problem. He yes. started it with a Batman and, but, <laughs> and with yeah. a Superman skin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, they've cast uh, actors David Cornsweet. And Rachel Brosnahan. That's the grossest name. Cornswit. 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 Yes, and Rachel, and Rachel Brosnahan as Clark Kent and Lois Lane. I'm not especially familiar with either one of these nope. actors. I've However, never heard of either I one of them. I am looking at photographs of the two of them. I can see it. Yeah, they look like yeah. the roles they are. They've been hired to play, which is a good start. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's Superman and Lois. They just look like people. <laughs> yeah. There actually has been rumors that they're going to be uh, gender swapping Jimmy Olsen and they're going after what's her name from the D&D movie, the Druid. Oh, she was really good. As 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 yeah. a, a Doric. G- girl Doric. Yeah, well, I am not familiar also... with the actress's name. She she was an it. Yeah. She was an it. Uh the the remake. Uh but and I also I think she was Nancy Drew once. Maybe. I think she she might have been. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they're they're going they're allegedly going after her to be the this version's Jimmy Olsen. Great. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I mean mix things up a little bit. I mean, we've had African American Jimmy Olsen. People got mad about that too. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if they if they're gonna make a carbon copy of what's in the comic books, just go read the comic books. Right. Right. Do something different. Be right. be interesting. Tell a different story. That's so maybe what, so maybe it'll be Jamie Olsen? Or they could just they could still call her Jimmy. Like J I M I or something. Yeah, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, that I mean that's that's not official. Well, yes. But Th- that's but these other two yeah. speculation. But these other two um, are confirmed. Know, are confirmed, and it looks great. We still don't know anything about the story. We don't know about anything about the. I hope he has villains. red underwear. Yeah, I he's got to have the red. I, I hope he has a more traditional costume. Yes, I. I know people say the red underwear looks stupid. I don't think it does. He's gotta it, have the red it breaks up the costume. Exactly. It yeah. breaks up. Otherwise, he just looks like he's wearing blue underoos. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing a onesie. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, that ne- was- it needs that that strip of, or at the very least, a full, a full all belt. the way across belt to break up. Not a couple colors on the sides. Yeah. So I think the red undies say a lot about him as a character, too. I think they, so, too. They yeah. say that, like, this is the kind of guy he is that he's thought 
Yeah, red undies. That'll look good. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like. Well, the original Superman, the himbo. He's, he's kind of a goof. <laughs> like, he's kind of a goofy guy that's not. Because he's also an alien. He's like, Well, one, he's an alien. Two, he, he grew up in the middle of a cornfield. And he has very perhaps antiquated ideas of what heroics and good guys should look like. And that's kind of yeah, what it's that, about. That's why he's got wear the red undies. Why not? Although if they do a lot of the movie based on the uh, comic that they did at the uh, New 52 mm-hmm. when Grant Morrison was writing it and he wore the jeans and the, the T-shirt with the cape. I did like that look. I liked that look a lot as oh, well. Where, where like they the- kind of made young superman he, more like superboy it was like superman year one he, yeah and he and looked he, he looked like a like a blue collar yes dude, and, that, and that's it was cool and that's what made it really cool i think yeah, if they were to do like maybe the first half of this movie with something similar to that even you know what i know superman doesn't wear a mask but his first couple times out what if he's wearing jeans t-shirt cape and something some kind of something to Cover his face. Cover his yeah, face. Something that like maybe he sees a wrestler doing. Yeah, exactly. And then and then as the movie progresses, <laughs> now, now he want, can. Now I want, now I want Lucha Superman. <laughs> oh, that would be great. You kidding? <laughs> That'd be awesome. El, El, El Superior. <laughs> El Hombre Superior. <laughs> Vamanos. Oh, man, I think. Hey, 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 DC. Uh, TM, hey, TM, TM, TM. Yeah, pay, TM, pay TM. us, pay us. Yeah. Uh, but it's no. Santo. It's just 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 El Santo. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Um, Blue Demon. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so... um, I've seen a lot of angry Facebook comments about it. And you're going to have that. Um, But these are also the same people who were saying that Henry Cavill's the best Superman ever, which is not true. And if you look at the casting, uh, the initial casting shots of Henry Cavill and his um, audition... For Superman, the the Man of Steel, years and years ago, he didn't have any of the muscle mass. He was a real skinny British guy. I mean, and people it, didn't like that either. Well, <laughs> it was the same thing with uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Yep, because the only thing people really knew him before that was. Gee, it's almost like the masses don't really know, and you should probably just <laughs> wait it out. You know, assume that the director who has a vision for his film can see. Yeah. It's like any time they cast a woman in anything and the hair color, her hair color isn't right. They the just same as the hair color in the book. Like hair dye doesn't exist. Or yeah. wigs. Or wigs. Yeah. Yeah. It's- uh, or, uh, okay, we're going to go way back when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman and everyone lost their stupid minds that this comedy actor was going to be Batman. Yeah, sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still a goofball and he's probably my, one of my favorite live action Batman. Not only is he one of the best Batman, he's one of the best Bruce Waynes. Yeah, he's very unhinged, Bruce Wayne, and that's fine. Batman yeah. is unhinged. Bruce, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is, is a crazy Bruce, person. Yeah, he is very unhinged. A, sin, a sane person does not put on a costume and punch cr- um, a, a clowns in the middle of the night. <laughs> typically, punch the night clown. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great. Uh, it's not Batman, but it's Batman. <laughs> Yeah, parody or like <laughs> or yes. parody or like a goof game or it's, something. It's, it sounds like something a Rob Liefeld would come up for it. Oh, I hope imprint not. comics <laughs> or image comics or whatever. That, that um, bonehead can't draw. Like, well, n- just the feet. What about that? What about that Captain America and cover? the torsos? <laughs> All right, if it's not I covered gotta, in pouches. I gotta punch that night clown. <laughs> I'm. I'm I'm the dark. I can't say dark man because that's an established yeah, that's character. A, that's yeah, a thing. Nightman's an established character. Yeah. I'm the midnight rodent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm rabies man. <laughs> I like night rodent. Night yeah. rodent. I'm night rodent. Night rodent versus versus night clown. Night clown. <laughs> yeah, the right. midnight rodent versus yes. night clown. Yes. E- evening jester. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds like Amalgam Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, so what are some other things that have been going on over the past week? Was there some uh, Magic the Gathering thing? I so, I don't I don't follow so the, cable the Lord talks. of the so the Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering set is officially out. Okay, like, to retailers and they've the Magic the Gathering has been doing a bunch of like crossover crossover tie-ins. I know they did a Street Fighter one. They did yeah. Street with Fighter the eight Godzilla characters. Godzilla yeah Warhammer forty k. They have a name for it now. It's like Endless Worlds or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, something, something stupid. What? 
Yeah, worlds beyond. I think you're right. That's yeah, what it worlds is. beyond. Yeah. yeah, that sounds very brand brand synergy. Yeah, it sure. does. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's owned by the same people who own Mad- or uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and they're D and D beyond. They I mean, love that word beyond. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Because it, you know, it's it's got gravitas. They want profits beyond. <laughs> I know, and you know, I'm sure they are making their money. I can't wait till they come up, come out with the crossover deck with the Pinkertons. <laughs> With all your favorite strike busters. <laughs> we, talk, we talked about that a few weeks ago, we, we didn't we? Did. Yeah, okay. With, 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 sure. with such favorite characters as Kneebreaker yes. and Waterboarder. Yes. Anyway, tell me about the Magic the Gathering. There's a so, thing, right? Yeah, so... Scab Master. <laughs> oh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> That's getting uh, cut. No, that's not. That's so, that thing. And that's another. That's an, another midnight rodent villain. <laughs> Scabmaster. <laughs> anyway, it's the, it's the Clayface uh, oh, ripoff. Ew! Ew! Could you have said any other word other than ripoff? No. <laughs> so they announced a while ago that there was going to be one special card that they were only going to print one of, and that is a variant of the titular one ring the the ring you know the, the, to rule them all in the darkness yes 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 <laughs> it's it's the ring that the lord was after exactly yeah, all the lord those of lords, the ring all those lords uh-huh yeah you know the one ring above all the other rings because there's so many rings which there are ring a ling ding <laughs> yeah. it's the lord of the rings <laughs> got more it's got more rings than sonic so i don't know that guy's got a lot of rings i know right can you okay? Can you imagine a Sonic the Hedgehog Lord of the Rings crossover where he's only allowed to ca- collect one ring for each level? Man, that's like hardcore mode. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to run very fast to Isengard. I, I like the the concept of all the Sonic characters dressed like different Lord of the Rings characters. Wait, isn't that Sonic versus the Black Knight? Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, so they found the one ring. Yes, Someone the found one, the one ring. Yes. Uh, the ring found itself in the hands of some of someone unexpected. Is he going to keep it secret and keep it safe? Well, supposedly, I don't know. I mean, the the card itself, because it is, it is there's only one, already had a pretty big bounty on it as far as perceived value of this cardboard this cardboard piece of paper. <laughs> sure, of two million dollars. Mm. Apparently, it has been found. That is all we know. It has been found. Uh, whether they're going to sell it or not, I don't know. They've kept the person's identity secret. For obvious reasons. Safe. Yeah. Yes. It kept the secret. Hopefully it it's not Sauron, am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Cast it into the fire. Yeah, that's the big question. Is he going to destroy it like he should? Like, well, one of my friends, I had this conversation with him. He's a big magic player and he was buying cards. And I was like, what happens if you find it? I mean, that could completely turn your life around. And he's like... I can't handle that kind of stress. I'm just going to destroy it. I wouldn't <laughs> so, tell anybody I found it. I would just destroy it's it. It's the responsible thing to do. You got to throw it in the fires. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a cool looking card. Oh, yeah. It is cool. <laughs> like, it's even beyond, like, the whole foil look of anything. I mean, yeah, it's got that going on, but the card is completely in token elvish. There is no English on the card. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, apparently it's been found. That's about all I really know. It's been found. We don't know if it's being sold or kept or whatever i'm sure we'll hear about it you know down the down oh the line. i'm sure it's gonna change hands much like the actual one right <laughs> yeah sure yeah it'll show up as in some high high dollar auction here elijah wood will, is gonna end up buying it <laughs> that's what's gonna happen or or some or some you know hedge fund bro like well, that one wu-tang album <sighs> that one wu-tang album yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna end up with the, martin like screlly screlly it's gonna yeah. it's gonna end up in no, fbi in, in fbi custody <laughs> no, the pinkertons are gonna take it back that's right if that happens yes it's gonna it's gonna end up back at back at wizards of the coast yeah back at hasbro all right so so okay next up because we're running a little short on time here cody tell me about the problems with blizzcon i mean <laughs> where do well I start? where do you start it's, uh, <laughs> well the, the most uh the newest one is that it costs three hundred dollars to get in for general admission to a to a, a blizzard uh, a blizzard tech show and yeah. blizzard blizzard for the folks who don't know they're the folks that do uh, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Diablo, Overwatch. Yeah, they're owned by they're co-owned by Activision, Activision for your Call of Duties. Yeah, so yeah, this is just like a this is just a convention, and conventions yeah. are expensive as is. 
Like I've all but stopped going to cons because they are so expensive. Yeah. But three hundred dollars for general admission no way. is yeah. insane. Yeah. And then there's also the special portal pass version that gets you into special areas and gets you a bunch of in-game items of some perceived value. Yeah. And that costs $700. That is that is untenable. That is not we can't. You can't have that. Especially it's the weirdest thing is, is Blizzard is not in the high in the highest regards these days. No, it's, no, it's War- wild for them to be asking. War- this kind War- of War- price. Warcraft number subscribers have been dwindling for the last few years. Yeah, uh, I know more people who stopped playing Overwatch than that do. Yeah, most folks have stopped with Overwatch. Yeah, even though it's free to play now. I've I've heard great things about Diablo Four, but I haven't pulled the trigger on that. I don't want to. I didn't have that much fun playing Diablo 3. I can't believe it, ha- it has a cash shop in a $60 video game, but right? here we are. Yeah. Yes, here we are. This is the, the, the capitalist hellscape we live in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's pretty much all that's it really... All that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Hey, let's keep the negativity train going. <laughs> Did you know that Niantic uh, is closing their uh, Los Angeles studio and firing 230 people? Yep they, yep, they are canceling their Marvel project. They, they had a Marvel project that no one knew about that was announced and also canceled in the same paragraph. <laughs> they had a, a secret war mm-hmm. going on there. They yeah. sure did. Actually, it was, it was like secret war tie-in. <laughs> uh, it was, they also are shuttering their um, ill-conceived NBA uh, AR game. That didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense. And they they claim they're going to be focusing all their attention onto Pokemon Go. The and, only thing that really makes them money and original IPs. Uh, right now is just that Peridot, which is it's a Tamagotchi. That's all it didn't is. They, it's a Tamagotchi. Didn't they have another game called Ingress? Ingress. Ingress. They do have Ingress. Yeah. That is their that is theirs as well. But Ingress is. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever tried playing Ingress? It's, it's the back end of Pokemon Go, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the test server for Pokemon Go, essentially. <laughs> Niantic is doing a lot of things that I don't agree with in their games. They're mon- they're trying to monetize things. They're making very poor decisions. This is another long list of poor decisions. I feel bad for the folks who are being let go by the company. Oh, yeah. Um, Anytime you start hearing about these mass layoffs at these game companies. It's, it's terrible. Also, just the game industry itself is just so problematic on so many levels. Oh, yeah. I, I used sure. to want to... Oh, want to yeah. work in the triple A oh, industry. Oh, I, yeah. No, absolutely not. No. I'm no, no longer crunch culture in that. decisions made by higher ups that don't affect them at all, but it affects everyone below them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's awful. Did they yeah. did they say anything about the Monster Hunter game that they're it was not in the article that I that I read. I haven't heard anything beyond when it was I mean, they just showed it at the the Capcom showcase. I don't know because, well, if if they, it depends on probably what their uh, contract with Capcom is because they showed in great in game shots of that uh, Transformers Energon game that they were working on. I wanted to play that. That that was apparently done and they just never released it. But also, um, there have been a million Transformers projects coming out (laughs) over the last few months. Well, yeah. Some of them are exclusive to certain platforms, like this one I'm playing right now. That is just uh, Clash Royale with Transformers. <laughs> anybody, it's one of those IPs anybody can get their hands on, like Pretty Warhammer. Much. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah sure. Oh, yeah. I I hope this Monster Hunter game comes out though, because it actually looked good. I hope it comes out too. But and it made don't sense. be surprised if yeah. after six less than six months after it's released, they shutter it because. Neotech as a company, their whole thing is get outside, go do things, be active. Which is a nice sentiment. It's a nice sentiment, but the games that they develop and the the decisions that they make in developing, the concessions they have to make in developing those, the player base is not there. I don't think it's they're not- going to... I think I feel like they keep trying to recreate Pokemon Summer. Yes. Uh, when, oh, world, 2016. when World Peace happened. Yeah, that <laughs> week where everyone was happy. 
and oh, outside. Man, that was the best. They are that never gonna. So, they, that was so wild. Yeah, they are. That, they are never gonna catch that lightning ever again. Nothing will. It was the wildest thing that's ever happened. It was crazy. It was crazy. I remember walking around parks and people like t- everyone talking to each yeah. other, being, "Oh my god, we caught a there we were, caught a Charmander." There were roaming bands of people. Of Pokemaners, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and it was two big historic events in my life: nine eleven <laughs> and Pokemon Go's release. Wow, yeah, I mean those uh, and COVID and COVID, yeah, COVID. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which essentially killed Pokemon that. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, but hey, uh, in in other Pokemon Go news, though, they released an update where Pokemon. Spotting distance is extremely longer now. That was a bug and they rolled it back. Oh, what? Yes. I thought it was a feature. They tried to fix something and accidentally hit a zero where they shouldn't have and doubled the uh, spawn <laughs> thing and they rolled it. They they rolled it back, but claimed we're taking it under serious consideration, making this a feature and not a bug. How do you roll that out officially by accident? How does that happen? Yeah, they screwed up. Yeah, and then it, took it away. It's like well, like six hours later. Well, it's it's like when they when they when they rolled back the the spin distance on Pokey Stops. Like, what kind of version control like situation do they have out? There? It should not be that easy to push an update that has that big of an effect by how accident. Do you, how, do you, how do you how do you how do you how do you shake hands? You know, with one hand and defecate in the other well it's it's the same people that introduced remote rating so that you can during covid so that you can you know not have to be out in a pandemic i love remote and then they increase the price uh oh i know by by 300 percent for a remote raid pass and limit it to five a day i thought it was three no it's five a day but you can only hold on to three ah at a time okay but to to buy a uh, road raid passes, it oh, yeah. costs uh, you uh, almost ten bucks. Yeah, a three pack is five hundred and something Poke coins, which is like six bucks. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, they they give with one hand, they take away with the other. Yeah, and the thing is, they would make money hand over fist either if way. They didn't. They if, they, would... if they left it alone and just said, okay, you know what? There's going to be a certain subsection of our of our player base that can't get outside, won't get outside, but they're they're paying us. So let's just do it. Yeah, why? They would still make money hand over fist, just not as much, and they gotta constantly be growing. They would constant. make they would make more because uh, instead of limiting it to five per day, you have these. Well, you have a lot of whales yeah. who will sit there for hours and spend, you know, th- you know, thirty dollars to play all day, as opposed to spending five dollars and being done in fifteen minutes. It's it doesn't make sense. I feel like there's so much you can do with the GPS AR concepts that that game designers haven't touched because they, they just keep trying made... to make the same thing over and over. Yeah, again. yeah, it's that technology. It's, it's frustrating. That technology is ripe for interesting game design ideas, and it's just being wasted on it trying is. to capture Pokemon Summer 2016 again. Mm-hmm. That's it's, never going to happen. Yeah. And the th- the uh, the rumor is Niantic is also pivoting towards um, wearable, like the Apple goggle thing. Oh, God. Google Glass. The, go- the Google Glass. The, the stupid goggles on here. We never talked about it, but they're stupid. It's like two or three thousand oh, dollars. Oh, the Apple, like, the Apple AR Plus or what? Or yeah. Yeah. Apple VR Plus Apple or what? Apple Vision, I think yeah, it was called. They, uh, Niantic wants to be one of the pioneers of for, that. For, you Nobody's going to pay thirty-five thousand dollars for stupid Apple ski goggles. That no, that that let you look don't at work Excel, half the time. That let you look at Excel spreadsheets in the air. Like, yeah, no one's going. Nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody wants that. Um, hey, let's talk about one good thing before we, we leave off, because we can't end on a negative note. We've done it before, and it's not a good time. Let's, uh, do we want to talk about Good Burger? Do we want to talk about Clay Fighter? Do we want to talk about the Nintendo Shop Online? Oh, the NSO added a bunch NSO. of good ones yeah. for once. Yeah, let's do that. The, yep. the news, they added three or four new Sega Genesis games to that. After not touching it for months. Yeah, mm. and they're all, all... They're killer all no, they're all bangers. killer no filler. Yeah. Um Crusader of Senti, which is like uh Sega, super rare game. Yeah, it's it's hard to get. It costs two $200 maybe loose, like for oh, a wow. loose cartridge. Yeah. I mean it's basically what if there was Zelda Link to the Past? Yeah, Link to the Past on the Genesis. Oh, interesting. 
So it, it's a really good game. Uh, one of the Shinobi games. Those are always good. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghosts and Goblins. Heck classic. yeah. Heck yeah. Oh my God, I'm blanking on the other ones. They're all good though. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, you know, they got to pad that stuff. So make, you know, uh, Nintendo online premium actually viable. Yeah. Yeah. This is more stuff to that premium subscription that maybe isn't quite worth what they charge for it. It's it's you know what it is. If you play Animal Crossing and Mario Kart 8 and a lot of the ones that they give you a bunch of yeah, free stuff and for. didn't already have the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2. Right. Right. Which we have those. Yeah. So it's OK. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, they they really need to sweeten that pot maybe a little bit more. Um, no, I agree. They don't add. Uh, well, there's also there is more games fast enough. There is there is the GBA stuff, they, which they haven't. Add, well, no, they added a, they added Fire Emblem just the other day. Like the Fire original Emblem. first American Fire Emblem game is on there, and that's really good. I, I would recommend that to anyone. Um, it's Fire Emblem without the the waifu um, the dating content. sim idea. Yeah. yeah, it's real tactical Fire Emblem stuff with a good story. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I'm glad they're adding some stuff to the uh, yeah. Nintendo Online. They also last time for Super Nintendo they added Harvest Moon, and that's a good one. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Before it was you know Story of Seasons. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we have actually hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, or support our Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can call us on the Nerd Overload hotline. It's 419-561-5556. Leave us a message, and we might play it on the show. We just did last week. We did last week. Hey, where are we on those uh, one-chip challenges? <laughs> um, I watched a charity auction with Sea Dog VA Leather Knight, and he ate one, and also the streamer Ludwig, he ate one, and mm-hmm. it looked terrible, and I don't know if I want to do it. So uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. I'd like to thank Parker for helping us out with the Facebook page and also David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Happy birthday, Grimace. <laughs>